Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. Oh, yes. Mm. Taste that coffee. Oh, you know what's funny? So this... <laughs> right off just, the top. Right off the top. This is total, Ooh, look, another total tangent. <laughs> I haven't even said anything about the show. We've been recording uh, from the Hopper episodes and in like figuring out which ones to do, I've been looking at the stats of all of our shows. And one of our top 10 most listened to episodes... Is us cupping coffee? Is the ASMR cupping. No way. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's an April Fool's episode, and it's one of our most listened slurping. to. <laughs> Perhaps that means we should make an actual, like, ASMR cupping. Or, like, yes. ASMR coffee. The third crack. We're doing, we're doing an actual show today. Uh, <laughs> I, Which is why you are listening to us at this moment. That's right. So It's getting squirrely. We're the exhausted. other day... It's been a good summer. I was... It has been. But, and obviously, we well predicted the busyness of August. Yeah. Because we actually are recording I think we even did at our New Year's yeah. resolution. No, exactly. Yeah. Get You're like, summer. August is going to be the worst. Yeah. And so it, it turns out it's actually probably going to be September, but the end of August, September. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, but so the other day... I, w- I ran across uh, a thread on Reddit, uh, on the coffee subreddit. Uh, someone had made a subject about tasting notes to avoid, but not because they taste bad, but because they indicate like blandness in coffee, right. or like tasting notes like which are so of marketing, in, uh, like tasting notes which are so undescriptive that you can't actually know what the coffee is tasting like just because of them. Um, and I, I don't. The reason this uh, thread was interesting to me is not just not because I like agree with this idea, but it brought up some interesting thoughts in the mind uh, because there are certainly coffee descriptions which I find completely right. meaningless. I feel like and we useless. just talk about what he says here and kind of okay. dissect some of that a little bit, but sure. then go off of what his basic point is. Because yeah. I feel like, which is where you're going with the notes here and stuff, is because I think what you're saying is like kind of agreeing with him in principle but the way he's sort of stating it is a little odd he's you know he says i'm going to avoid coffees that use caramel on the bag caramel is the most basic flavor that you get from cooking sugar so any bag that uses this is invariably because they couldn't find anything else good to say about the coffee so my problem with that is that caramel is one thing you get from coffee and from certain regions and very specific windows of of the cooking parameters yeah um and so I would say you can avoid those notes caramel because it probably means you're getting into that sugar browning and into the, the caramelization stage and probably more of a medium roast. And if you're not looking for that, as in the coffee that we're drinking is a very lovely light roast, I wouldn't expect to see those notes on it. Right. Uh, so like caramel is informative to a certain degree, but I think a lot of people look Literally, at... like to the... Degree yes, range to the degree range. That's right. Also, uh, just to like the ignorance of marketing because it's such a delightful word to see, but it doesn't really mean anything when you're yeah. dealing with grocery store coffee because they're all just grocery store coffees. Yeah. I think that, and I don't want to jump to the conclusion at the end that I have quite yet, but it's just a part of the picture. But it certainly is informative to the like relativeness of the roast of the coffee. So it does tell you something, but I can certainly see that if you've had like 50 coffees that each describe themselves with caramel and they all taste different then how do you know what that actually means in terms of what you're going to get i also do think that some people look at tasting notes and take them very literally well that's the other side of this is that people read the tasting notes and they people not only take 
what the tasting notes mean different ways. Some people take them literal, some people take them more figuratively, but also people write tasting notes. You know, I think he gets into that a little bit about some of the, like, the, mm -hmm. the odd words, and I know you do, but like, yeah. I have a lot of shapes when I'm describing things. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. those don't belong on tasting notes. No. I'm not going to say this is a pointy coffee from Columbia, <laughs> you know, but that's what's in my head about yeah. that, and it's a way I kind yeah. of like focus on the specific flavors, which actually we're going to talk about that in a future episode, too, on the like tasting wheel and the specific flavors. Yeah, we are going to get into so a I series of episodes where we take the right. tasting wheel and explore coffees around it. Right. But, um, so I think his yeah. problem, I think, is mostly that the coffees he's buying have tasting notes for the sake of tasting notes, and they're not actually that descriptive mm -hmm. because the marketing departments aren't really equipped for that. And right, so they're putting words down that don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, that could very well be. Or if it's from a roaster that you trust and you know, and they put that down there, it probably means it's probably pretty thick, like you know, cooked sugar. You know, because there's also different sugars. You wouldn't say caramel. I wouldn't say caramel if I'm tasting brown sugar, mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't say, you know, if I'm tasting um, even white sugar, some of those differences in there. Like, those are very different types of sugar. So I feel yeah. like if you know your sugars and know where they are in kind of the roasting, then that different degree to get to those. It is surprising how different different sugars can actually taste and how you can actually perceive them in coffee. Uh, one of the ones that surprised me that I, I can't remember what the coffee was, but it was it was one of the tasting notes. Uh, it was panela, which is like... Um, uh, paella? <laughs> hmm. This coffee really tastes of paella. Yes. Uh, no, that's like uh, part of the sugar cane or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Like raw, very raw uh, sugar uh, part of that process. There's a really great discussion on this whole thread too, just kind of mm -hmm. the usual snarky internet oh, yeah, yeah. responses, but they kind of some serious things and some... People are people yeah, are yeah. really opinionated in there. Uh, what I so I decided to go through just some of the marketing collateral that I could run into easily about coffee, like emails that have been sent to me trying to sell coffee, um, just going around on different websites. And I pulled a few phrases which we got a gift subscription, a gift sample of coffee at oh yeah? Conduit here, um, trying to sell us on another roaster to use. In How our, did they describe cafe. it? Did they describe it as sweet and inviting? Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I don't know what that means. It doesn't... I, I actually get frustrated with myself when I'm trying to describe a coffee. And I'm like, yeah, it's got really good sweetness. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, pretty much every coffee that I'm looking at has some level of good sweetness. That's like, almost like a defining line of like, quality in a coffee. Well, and it's also, but it's almost speaking a language, right? It takes a lot of practice to be able to define that. And if you're yeah. exhausted or kind of just want to enjoy it. Like, this coffee right now, like, I'm pretty beat. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you can, yeah, some cane sugar sweetness in there. It's really nice. You know, those are kind of boring words to use. And I think yeah. if I actually sat here and thought about it a little bit. Um, uh, I, I mean, I've seen the tasting notes. And that was like, one of them was honey, wasn't it? Yeah, one of them was honey. Yep. I mean, you can definitely taste the honeyness to it. So before we dive into the list of, yeah. of words that oh, you okay, came up sure. with, which was really good, I think, <laughs> I think it's important to also clarify that some tasting notes are rad yeah. and that some people really get them. We're drinking this... Uh, this is a wonderful coffee, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a gift from our friends down at Seattle Coffee Works. Um, it's a washed Yergachev from, from um, Ethiopia, yep. that, that country over there in East Africa. Uh, down to the name of the farmer, Harut Berhanu. By the way, that's brand new that there's even allowed to have farmers' names on coffee from Ethiopia. That's a law that changed, a national law that changed a couple of years ago. Uh, not 100% true. Uh, nope, 100%. Maybe 110% even. 110% true? Yeah. Okay, my understanding of it was that you could 
do that, but the farm had to be certified, which was out of the reach of most farms. So you, it was like larger sure. estates that. Yeah, which isn't found. down to the farmer individual. It was more like, yeah. Regardless. But yeah, laws are changing. And we, we, uh, we talked about that on the show in the past. Anyways. Yep. We should do a follow-up as those laws changed yeah. in very, a few places. There's that Sumatran thing as well. With the That's really cool. Certifications. It's Anyways. See the farmers on Tasting there. notes. Yeah. Lavender, almond, and honey. Those are accurate. Yeah, that's like a good those one. Are lovely, those are lovely words to read, mm. and they're also very descriptive. Like That's a really good tasting note because it tells you what kind of... The coffee's going to be you know, pretty sweet like an almond, but not peanut, you mm-hmm. know, not kind mm-hmm. of sharp and peanut-y. Um, honey's a much different sweetness than, than caramel. And lavender's just a lovely floral note that's also pretty sweet. You know, It's good this time of year. Like the, the floral in this is very it, strong on like the sides of my tongue. it's been setting out a little bit, cooling off. Yeah, and... <sighs> I think it's, to me, it's really the combination of the honey and the lavender in this. Yep. Uh, but it's interesting because it's not, there isn't like an actual taste of lavender, but it's... It kind of has that nasally little floral sort of yeah. like lavender soap kind of gets you in the... Yeah, exactly. You know. But it doesn't, it's weird because it doesn't, like it, it's not actual lavender, but it's the same kind of smell and taste quality. Yeah. And it's almost a texture is. too. Yeah. Hmm. Which is really interesting. Okay. So yeah. Uh, tasting, tasting notes, notes which don't mean much. So I I, st- I mentioned sweet and inviting. What like, does that mean? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean that's what, what is you an say inviting coffee. Aunt. Joseph, sweet and inviting. So actually, when I wrote that down, it reminded me of sessionable. Right. Do you yeah, remember this word? Down, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that down at the end because that was that was one that um, Francis was really pleased about uh, because this is a word that describes how like a coffee that you can continuously drink without right. like getting tired of it kind of which is a great description as far as what you're doing but yeah. i also think it's a terrible description on a bag oh yeah because it doesn't mean anything for the flavor of the coffee just no it also doesn't mean anything to people who don't understand what that means right <laughs> and this is like the the main challenge with marketing and coffee is you're talking to people who are not educated on the industry of right. coffee and i've actually had people say so it's lower caffeine because it's like low sessionable, be- sessionable beers tend to be lower alcohol content. So oh, interesting. Drink. Oh, that makes sense. Session of drinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, that would get really confusing. I did not know that about beer. <laughs> uh, okay, so there are a couple other specific notes, which on their own, I think are maybe a little broad. I think caramel and citrus are pretty broad notes. Yeah. Uh, I think in combination with other things, yeah, that's very true. I think in combinations with other things, they can be really useful. Bright and punchy, dynamic and layered. These are descriptions I've seen on roasted coffees. Like there, that was the only description they had. Right. And like no tasting notes. Those are the descriptions. Dynamic and layered was one of the coffees. Sweet and tart was another, and bright and punchy was another. These are the kind of things I come up with when I'm trying to update the website and then I just give up and don't update the website because yeah. I hate these words. <laughs> uh, I think like, cause I could look at those coffees and see the origin and take that description and kind of extrapolate what I might expect. But that takes a lot of knowledge and experience, like drinking a lot of those origins of coffees. Right. Right. And, and, yeah, exactly. And that's, these are some of the words. Like, I can picture me, the roaster person, being like, this is a pretty dynamic coffee. This is a, a yeah. blend, post-roast blend of some coffees. There's a lot of layers going on in there. You know, we have, like, our spring blossom or whatever that's a natural Ethiopian and then a Peru. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of different layers going on there. But that's not something that describes it. So those aren't descriptive notes. Those are, right. Those are part of the conversation that you're having when you're descri- describing and discussing that coffee with somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you have to. It's like you have to put into context what that I think dynamism actually just, is. Maybe those notes are a good sign that they're like dedicated so much to their business that they just don't have time for this. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, you. What? Oh, this is dynamic. I'm gonna go home now. I've been here 12 hours. Yeah, you know. Perhaps. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that's what it is. So some other words that I dug up from various marketing collateral, which marketing I find collateral also doesn't mean anything to most people. That's true. So emails, uh, website descriptions, right. basically is what I'm looking at. Trying to sell coffee. These are words which. I find meaningless. World class. Well, words or phrases. Right. World class. Full of flavor. Top quality. Yeah, top quality. That's that's yeah. a f- common one. Right. It doesn't mean anything. Does not mean squat. Usually means. Everyone says their everyone says their coffee is the best in the world. That it's top quality. That it's superior. You know all these words that have absolutely no meaning. Uh, big body is one that I see used so much that. Like, body of a coffee is actually a thing, mm-hmm. but big body turns it into this completely subjective concept to the right. point where, I mean, is it really oily and thick? Like, that makes more sense than saying big body. Yeah, or is it the brew and you're just getting more of that out Right. Of it. There's also that. It's like, which brewer? You're like, right. okay, are you doing a French press? I don't know. Pleasant. <laughs> pleasant. <laughs> uh, yeah, this coffee's really unpleasant. I put smooth down here just because I see it so much that it, it, that's the other thing is like when I see this on 50 different coffees that are all like right distinct, it really starts to break down what these words actually mean. I think a lot of the time it is just people trying to like trying really hard to sell the deliciousness and uniqueness of coffee, which is difficult to do on a regular basis you get new coffees all the time and it's like this is such a delicious coffee but so was the last one that i sold Mm -hmm. and the previous one and the one before that and while this coffee is not quite like any of the other ones that i had it's very similar to like another ethiopian so how do i set it apart in my sales letter you know structured complex vibrant sophisticated this one is sophisticated jesse it's pretty fashionable though and then uh, i have some phrases that i think are difficult because they require some level of knowledge right the ones i just gave away uh yeah well i mean like structured what would you say about structured coffee i mean that's a i don't honestly even know how to accurately describe that i think like in my mind it's a combination of different elements of quality, like sweetness and acidity right. and body. Well, are we talking about a blend or, or a single origin? You know, to me, they're more roasting words for me. Like, these are mm, the words I use okay. while I'm roasting. And because of that perspective, I, can I, ide- I have an idea of like mm-hmm. a visualization of how a coffee could be structured. Mm-hmm. But again, horrible tasting notes to put yeah. in a bag. They're irrelevant to... Everybody except the person thinking of that word to help get their mind moving. Like, <laughs> That's it's true. like speaking yeah. your own language. And it's like, great, but we're all in mm-hmm. French over here, not in whatever Joseph's made-up nighttime languages. <laughs> uh, of the ones I put down here, so I have structured, complex, aromatic, and delicate, and balanced. Aromatic is a strange one because 
isn't every coffee aromatic to a no. certain level? I mean, that's no. the other thing we have to consider is the gigantic spectrum in coffee. That's so true. we're drinking some of the finest coffee in the world right now. And there's yeah. a lot of really fine coffee in the world. Um, but it's also such a narrow portion. You know, so true. if you're dealing with just terrible, old, stale commodity coffee that's four years old because that's well, what the market yeah. did and you're that's roasting true. that and then all of a sudden you have your new crop of Brazil come in, like that's going to be pretty darn aromatic and you might just want to add that to your that's fair. marketing for a year. That's fair. Um, yeah, maybe that... And so it doesn't mean that yeah. it's actually aromatic or it's that good, but I mean... Well, it's maybe aromatic is a, is a term that is indicative of freshness. Freshness, yeah. So I think that's at least something to, to note. These are all marketing. It's so much marketing yeah. to get people to just want that flavor. Yeah, I mean, I spent, I spent a whole season of buying coffee only based on the names of the coffees themselves because I was, hand, I was doing sales hand-to-hand and hmm. I wanted words that were beautiful to say, not generic words. And that was when we had the E.E. Mani, the Bolivia E.E. Mani. Okay. That was amazing coffee. Hmm. I want more of that. What do you do now for your descriptions i just i buy coffees based on the tasting notes and we have a much different hmm. um market base that we're trying to get into so right. i don't i'm not trying to sell a coffee based on what people are going to read this is at the farmer's market and we're selling you know 10 15 bags a week yeah that's true and before subscriptions took off and stuff like that so you know now with the subscriptions like they trust us as a brand to have good coffee and it doesn't really matter what's on it but when people have never heard of us before and they're looking at these mm-hmm. exotic cool looking words like that's exciting. And a lot of people at that point had never seen that kind of coffee. So it was really like, those are, those are, what am I trying to say? Those are uh, big words. <laughs> they right. get people, yeah. uh, sophisticated people, they're top quality and pleasant. And aromatic. Delicate and balanced cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't you just want to buy that coffee now? <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> All of us. Uh, so I had one more category on here, and that was uh, this was mentioned in the article or the the Reddit thread. Um, tasting notes, which actually can indicate a problem, and right. I was reading this and realizing, oh, I do this as well. Is notes or descriptions that say to me the coffee is over or under roasted. So things like wood, smoke, popcorn are easy to look at. I've also seen like grass and bread mentioned. Right. Or like bitterness or like heaviness or oiliness. Yeah, again, like why are you putting those words on there? Those are words that you say to yourself at the cupping table. And if you hear the word grassiness come out of your mouth when you're doing quality control yeah. cupping, you go back to the profile. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's like, you know, sweet grass after a rainstorm on the aromatics. But even that, like, hmm. yeah, it's, it's a little still grassy. Yeah. Uh, sweet grass. I but. don't understand the under roasted notes. Because those are people who are like trying to hit light roasted coffees for a more, shall we say, sophisticated market. But it's, I was talking about this earlier with a friend uh-huh. to this morning, and it was a lot of that's from people that are roasting for the sake of roasting light and not oh, really yeah. understanding yeah. how the light light roast work. Like, mm-hmm. especially companies have always done dark roast, and they're feeling like they gotta play some light light roast game a little bit. Like, yeah. I can understand, though, using smoke in a description because a lot of people think they like that. Or maybe actually I think a lot do. of people actually do like it. I yeah. think it's a very important descriptor, I think, in all sorts of ways. It means that that's going to be a big, dark, roasted cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's some char right there. Yep. So if you like to drink some charcoal, you know. I mean, there's ways to get that smokiness <laughs> in there. We've had some listeners send some uh, delicious coffee. Yeah, that's heavy true. on the roast, but you that's know, the smokiness is there. But I mean, I think if there's a design to it, um, I'm trying to oh, fundamental coffee. Yeah, uh, Scott 
um, that's down true. there. I mean, there, yeah, there are plenty of people who do do believe more in the darker roasts. And I, yeah, I mean, I, and that's just a palate preference. But I mean, I think those are important notes to to consider. Doesn't mean they're bad. Well, to me, they are, and I guess that's what I'm. I was getting at. It's like they indicate a dark roast, which right. to me is an over roast. So I'm going to avoid that. If that's the kind of thing that you enjoy, then that's good. But I think it's similar to like uh, caramel. The usefulness of caramel is not that it t- tells you it tastes like caramel. It's that it tells you about the roast degree. Yeah, where yeah. along the roast is it? Yeah, uh, woodiness. I don't know. Buttered popcorn or popcorn. I think if it says buttered popcorn, I'm a little bit happier with that because that's uh, more of like a body and a yeah. flavor kind of on that nice buttery side with yeah. a little bit of cereal grain in it. It's almost like if it popcorn on the smoky side of thing, then it's yeah. Anyway, so that was that's kind of like the end of my list of things that I was able to find easily. Writing about coffee is really hard. I do find so my take on tasting notes is that it's about the combination. So it's not just one tasting note, but the two or three together create can create an image in the mind that is really accurate in telling you what it's going to be like. Yeah. Uh, especially if the people writing the notes know what they're talking about. That's the key. So, yeah, it's not just about one. Like, looking at the coffee they were having here, um, I think I mentioned before, like, honey and lavender really hit it for me. I can get the almond in there. I think that's, like, a smoothness mm-hmm. in the drink to me is, like, where the almond is at. So that combination is really, really telling. But I wouldn't go off any one of those on their own. No, I would be, I, I go much more off of the process and yeah. origin. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, the reputation for, of the roaster. But for people who like don't know yeah. that and are just looking at tasting notes. But see, that's where I come from with this is I don't care about tasting notes that much. Like, I just, I, like, they're important to have a little bit mm-hmm. on there, but I think that, um, I know more when you see a Peru, I know more about the Peru origin and what those can be tasted that that can taste like. But I certainly, I I do think that for the average coffee drinker, the tasting notes are very useful and I'll say important in selling the coffee. Are they? I would, I would put that out there to our listeners. Well, in my, in my experience of, of (laughs) testing those things out from a marketing perspective, when I can put a relatable descriptive, picture to a coffee it's much more likely to sell than when not i think if you are selling to an educated audience or online versus maybe a cafe different. or yeah that's true you know, there's all sorts of different places for that yeah you know. i mean yeah that's true i am selling online when i do those kinds right. of things and so. there's not a lot to go on because you can't look at it or see it right and you're also reaching a much wider audience so you're not necessarily it's not like the local crowd that knows that brand or whatever. That's true. Yeah. When you have the brand connection, it is very different. It almost doesn't matter. Right. Uh, it's just like, it's oh. like, cool. Wash Ethiopia from Seattle Coffee Works. I'm sold. Yeah. You know, versus the Guatemala because I'm in the mood for a Wash Ethiopia. I'm actually really excited because ours just landed yesterday. Oh. On recording day, it, recorded, it landed yesterday. Very nice. So by the time this comes out, it will be hopefully on our website. You know, if I can get around to writing some tasting notes. All right. Yeah. Well, check the check the show notes. Uh, we'll put them in there. And if uh, it's late after the show publishes, we'll update the Patreon when it's available. So, yep. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Click Don't on that Patreon link. Patreon. Be a Patreon. It's so much fun, Jan. Get our show notes. Get your shoutouts in, which we haven't had in a while. Cause yeah, where are the shoutouts? I don't know. No one wants to do a shoutout. Maybe we should change how that's done. Yeah. 
subject for the third crack, yes. which is coming up next, if you are a patron supporter. Carry right forward. All right. From here. Chin chin. That's been uh, some weird thoughts on coffee tasting notes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!